What's up, family? Welcome back to ABS Bros. This is Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. And my name is Brother Ben X, and today we're going to be talking about how we was able to build the ABS team and how Brother Jake became Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. So um, last week, or not the last week, well, let me just explain this. Uh, whenever we release these episodes, we release episode three, uh, which was actually episode four. So if you go look at episode three now, we have rechanged the names and the one that everybody was looking for, which was when and why did people started to finance their home is now episode three. So if you did not see that, go back to what's named episode three now and you will see the correct episode. So let's start this episode with um, how did you become uh, Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs? When did that happen? How did this all come about? Because I'm pretty sure many of the audience have seen the change, seen the addition to the doctor on the Instagram name, but they probably don't know what that means. So what exactly does this mean? So um, actually a provost of Harvest Christian University reached out to me and said that he's been studying me for the last five years, studying the work, studying the books, um, and also studying the execution of what I said that I was going to do and the fullness of it. I never met the, the guy before a day in my life. Reached out to me. Actually, he had my DM. And I thought it was like a little scam or something like that. And then he emailed me. Um, so I, I reached out to my mom. I'm like, yo, like he talking about some honorable. Mention? Uh, um, uh, uh, no, not honorable mention. I did say honorable. <laughs> uh, it's it's called. Uh, honorary? Honorary. Yeah. He said, I want to give you an honorary doctorate, PhD. <clears throat> um, and I was like, uh, uh, mom, is this real? Like, this, like he just want to give me a PhD? And she's like, take the phone call with him. So I took a phone call with him, and he was like, boom. He literally explained my entire five years. And what they did was, um, uh, for people that don't know what an uh, uh, honorary uh, PhD is, it's when people who are considered experts or masters, they, they deem you just as worthy of having a PhD based on your execution of your craft in the industry or space that you're in. Mm -hmm. So it's like the highest level. And so what they were saying, just to give people understand, I'll get back to how it happened. What they were saying was anybody can pay for their doctorate. Anybody can go to school. Anybody can say that, um, you know, I'm a P I got my PhD, my doctorate, but not any, not everybody can say that they received an honorary PhD amongst peers who consider them just as valuable in that space. So what, what, when I was talking to the president of the university, he said, typically what you want you want to, you you know, typically what people do, they go earn a PhD based on, you know, paying for school and completing the schoolwork with their dissertation. And then through your work, you want to get an honorary PhD on top of your earned PhD. And so what they did was I actually had my bachelor's and they gave me my honorary uh, MBA, which is master's in business administration. And they gave me my honorary PhD, um, which makes me a doctor level in, in what we do. And so what happened, I called them. I talked with him on the phone. He, he explained what they did. They looked at my body of work and they took it through a grading, uh, uh, through a rubric, a grading skill, just like I was going to school. And they looked at all of my body of work. They read my books. They read my stuff. They looked at my content. They even looked at when took my course. And when they did that, what happened was they came up to a um, to a whatever the standard was. And the, uh, the president said that I got an A plus on every single class or rubric way that they judge uh, somebody getting their doctorate so they was like listen you beat our scale because you're pretty much going to be graduating with a 4.0 based on your work and so um i talked to the president talked to the provost 
um, and they honor me with the uh, uh, honorary uh, PhD. We did like a uh, just like a, a a picture, and I signed some stuff. And my actual commencement is September 18th, and uh, on my um, graduation class, getting a PhD uh, is Lee Merritt and also Master P. Mm. So both Master P and Lee Merritt is going to be in my graduation class. Wow. How does that feel to know that you're being honored and recognized, acknowledged for a body of work? <clears throat> and you didn't have to compromise because like in it, you talk about slavery and <laughs> you talk about Jim Crow. Yeah. You talk about these things and to have a business course and earn a PhD um, by your results, not necessarily yeah. you going through the school system yeah. per se. How does that feel? Um, it, it just pretty much lets me know that God will give you everything your heart desires. Um, and it's funny because when we uh, decided to do BWO and we're talking about going public and all this other stuff, I felt inadequate, like, yo, like, you know, you and I talked about all the time. We just got to, we got to figure it out. We got we to gotta go to the next level. And I've told my wife, it's funny because I literally told my wife, maybe I need to go get my MBA. Maybe there's some stuff I don't know because I need to know. I need to know something. And it's funny how God always validates you in moments and times where you feel like I don't have enough for us to get to a hundred million or a billion. Maybe there's something else that I need. And then God sends signs and honors you to show you that he's the one who qualifies, not man. And so it's just crazy to be able to do that and to do it. I'm still 29. So before my 30th birthday, so this year going into 30 is just crazy. So it's 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 crazy to see that you don't have to compromise and God will still uh, show you that he's wanting to give you anything your heart desires as long as you do the work of, of the kingdom. For somebody out there who has a idea and a concept in their head that they want to provide to the community, what what advice would you give them on putting together something that's structured? Because something that you always say that many entrepreneurs can't say is that you pull out your textbook. We got yeah. textbook, we got this, we got yeah. graphics. It's big and ain't no yeah. big words. So you often pride yourself on that, having a actual curriculum for yeah. people to follow and a textbook that comes with it. Yeah. So for somebody who done learned something and they see a, a, a hole in the community that they want to feel, what would your advice be to them? Um, my first advice would be you become the whole that you want to feel. So you can't just go and start teaching what you what you haven't obtained for yourself. And what I did for two and a half, three years, I mastered it for me and my family first before we really went out there and started doing it. Of course, we did little seminars and things like that, but I didn't make it a big, big deal trying to sell courses. I taught classes for free because I just wanted to practice and understand and make sure that I knew what I was talking about. I was doing my digging. I was doing my research. And so when it comes to doing this, what a textbook does or what a book does, and people typically like to not write books and not write textbooks. But when you realize my textbook and my book, We Are Sick, is one of the things that qualify me for my dissertation. Peace, famous, your brother Ben X. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. 2021 is all about execution. I looked at 2021 as 2020 vision. You was learning your vision. You was birthing your vision. You don't went through the pain and the pressure to give birth to many ideas that you never would have had without that pandemic. But 2021, me, Brother Derek Grace, Chris Cole, Jake Taylor Jacobs, and 19 Keys, we're pulling all of our courses together to give you guys a roadmap to make y'all some money all 2021 and to most importantly, change your mindset, your family, and your structure 
for all 2021. You're gonna learn about stocks. You're gonna learn about how to own your own bank so you never have to borrow money from the bank. You're gonna learn digital real estate. You're gonna learn in-home banking to set up that family structure. If that's something you wanna be a part of, go get your membership at blackworldorder.com, www.blackworldorder.com. Check out those first two meetings. If you win, then you win. Peace. And so when they ask for a dissertation, a dissertation is a it's a body of work that you give the board of regents or, or the board um, of the university so they can uh, and you have to defend it in order for them to say that you've earned the Ph.D. But when I gave my dissertation, the defense was already in there with my textbook and my book. So I never had to defend it because it was already defended in it. And so when you're doing this body of work and whatever you're doing. It's not complete. The Bible says to write it down and make it plain so that those who see it can run with it. There is something about writing it down. So when you do it, it is like in the air. But when you're able to contextualize it and put it in a textbook or put it in a book that goes along with your curriculum or that goes along with your body of work, all it does is validate uh, in a book or a curriculum what you have done and what you're going to do. And so that's just all of the stuff that when it comes to it. So when it comes to creating that curriculum or you find that body of work, you become you become that hole that you're filling first and then you become the thing that fills the hole first and then you begin to document. You know, we talk about that all the time. And when we first met um, and I told you, I said, I said, Brother Ben, stop following people who got what? Gray areas. Gray areas. What's a gray area? Gray areas. Basically, they story don't connect, don't make sense through the timeline that they explain it. Yeah, it's, it's like holes. It's just dark spaces that matter. Like, like, OK, how did you get? From here to here, it's like three years of missing. Oh, nothing happened. You know, like there's a lot that happened. Like, how did you all of a sudden get this? There was some funding. There was some something. But when you document your entire process, wins or losses, all it does, it provides people documentation and something to follow, a timeline for them for them to follow to properly validate you um, and give you your honors when it's due. And the only thing that I've done, Brother Ben, I just has been have been really good at documenting over the last five years. Um, and, I, and I've documented pretty much every step of my life. So it was easy for them to follow my life story because I'm, I'm fully documented. So I would document um, I would become that thing that fills the hole first. And then if you got a course, or you got a curriculum or you got a book, make sure that when you teach, you're not coming with opinions. That's the next thing. You can't come with opinions and expect for people to just gravitate to it. You got to come with facts and then you allow for your um, commentary. You, 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 you use your commentary to validate the facts and you teach it to people in a way that they can accept it. That's how you do it. And a lot of people, they got opinions. They got theories from what this person said and what this person said. But theories can't get you an honorary uh, actual facts documentation and proof can actually get you recognized in your craft. And so that's all I've always done. I show documentation. So if it stepped on people's toes, you can't negate the documentation that I show you. And that's what happened. And I also want to give a public shout out to my brother because he actually helped spread the word when he got me on digital real estate, when he became uh, our CMO and he became, of course, my brother, but he helped the brand of Jake Taylor Jacobs. It was easier for them to be able to truly see the impact of it because you saw um, my work on a global aspect and it was able to really really validate everything I had so I appreciate you bro yes sir and and in my uh in congratulating him one of the things I said was that he's actually a doctor that is healing people um because when I look at the word doctor you know whether we're talking about education or like a doctor that's like you know cutting up on you they're healing you they're there to cure you 
And so in this particular aspect, advice that I would give, I don't have a doctor's of course, but um, in my mind and in the works, I believe, you know, it, it is healing. But I, I would say that, like he said, first, you got to go through it yourself. So even when I think about me and developing a digital real estate course, it was because I had the actual followers. I had the actual engagement. I was actually growing my pages and growing the impacts and sales. And so as I was doing it on my own, um, people started to ask, how was you doing it? How do I do this? How do I do that? So they were actually, your audience will tell you when it's time for you to create a course. And I think a lot of people, they see people making money on courses. They see people teaching. And in their head, it's like, well, let me just go teach something. <clears throat> You're probably not ready yet. If nobody's asking you, if nobody's DMing you. And like he said, he was doing it for free. I was asking, I mean, answering questions in my comments for free. I, man, my DMs used to be filled, and I was answering them for free. It's not until I got overwhelmed with the questions or overwhelmed with the same questions to where I said, now I have to scale my time. When I got a couple people, even if you start getting two and three, that ain't. it may not be time for you to do that yet. If you can manage those, then you're not ready yet. But when it gets to where your inbox is getting filled up, your comments is being filled up and you can't control it, now you create your course. Now you create your ebook so that you can scale that particular product or service or knowledge that you have. And then you have to think about a, a, a doctor. You got to be actually healing them. You actually have to have some results. If somebody was sick, well, are they healed now? If somebody was coughing, are they still coughing? If somebody was having a, a business cough or a business problem, are they still having that problem? And when you can show that documentation, that's what validates you as a good doctor. If somebody is thinking about a doctor that you want to get, you want to know, hey, man, how many people have he helped out? If you're going to a doctor because they had because you got COVID, you want to know not just is he a doctor, but hey, man, how many um, have he have, have he had overcome COVID? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So you got to have those those actual results. And then when it comes to your course, when you get to the actual creation of the course, I learned this from um, what's that sister name? Danielle. Dan Danielle Leslie, I think. Yep. Danielle Leslie. And it's about creating the course as you go, meaning. You know, some of us, you get overwhelmed with all the documents you're going to have. That's and you good. got your That's whole six too. weeks together and you got, you don't have to do that. You get your first week together yep. and this is what happens. When you got your first week together, you may have a few documents that you want to give them, but you record it live. Mm -hmm. what, is, what happens when you record it live? When you're recording this live for free, perhaps, yep. now your audience is asking you questions and you can give value based on what your audience wanted on that first episode. Yeah. Because when you are an expert, when you are an expert in a lot of areas, sometimes you can skip stuff. Like for me, I may skip that I got all these different areas in editing. I may skip that I, you know, throw the text on there real fast because I've been doing this for 10 years. Somebody else may like, Brother Ben, how did you even add the text? Where did you click? I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, take my time because some of the stuff is sec second nature to me now and I'm not explaining it properly. So when you got a group of students who's asking you questions on that first class, now you're giving value to all the new students who may have a similar question. And you do that all, you know, six weeks. So by the time six weeks is over with, you done did it live with those students. Now you got a full, complete six-week course. And that's what I did for the digital real estate. And then afterwards, you come and clean it up. Afterwards, yep. you come and add yep. your sauce on it and you make the presentation look yep. better. You add different downloads. And then after that, you got your full, complete and, and when teach when I was teaching, that's what we did. Like so, when we had um, um, semester meetings or school meetings on what exactly we were trying to do with the students for the full year, 
we didn't have the lesson plans. We just knew, you know, what we wanted to teach based on the time that we wanted to teach. It's like an outline. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even you have an outline. You know what you want to knock on. And then based on your students struggling or they're easily succeeding, a class that you thought would take two hours only took 30 minutes. Yeah. And then that, then they give you another pain point and you can deal with that pain point, cut up that video. Now you got two different sections from there. And then after what we did with Private Bank and Blueprint, because I taught it along the way, and I actually taught Private Bank and Blueprint. I don't know if you remember, Ben, I taught it free off freehand. Yep. It was off the top of the dome based on the need of it. And then from there, after you complete that course, then you have a transcriber to go back and transcribe all of your audios, all the videos word for word. Then you go in and then you add the, the, the pictures and then you format it to make it make sense. And then that's how you create the curriculum, especially if you don't like typing. For me, I'm not a typer. My gift is speaking, so I like to speak and then have somebody else come back and touch up and type up and fix up so that we can, you know, kind of do what we need to and do. And this is what you call, uh, I ain't even going to call nothing. I don't know. I am not even going to think of no fancy name. But this is how you basically scale your content. You know, I have a book out as well, Separation of Death. I don't promote it as much, but you can Google it. But that book was not written by me. It was spoken, just like his book. So a lot of a lot of us are suffering from over analysis paralysis yeah. because your your thinking is just off. You're trying to think about a podcast. Yeah. Then you want to think about how to do a book. Then you got to think about how to do a, yeah. a a course when you can actually be doing all at the same time. Yeah. To be honest, this can turn into a book if we wanted it to. Yeah. We can transcribe the audio, turn it into a ABS Bros series book, and you can follow the documentation or the conversations that we've been having over the time. So if you have a a, a, a curriculum that you had. Let's go back to what I was saying about your course creation. Not only can that be turned into a book, transcribed into a book, but these can be sold as individual classes. This is what many of us do online as well. You teach the class for free. Then what you can do, you can resell the class, $27, $47. And here's the good piece about doing it live. When you do it live and people who are not experts in your field, meaning they're going to ask questions to make you give detail that you probably forgot. When you resell it back to the average audience, they're going to appreciate it yeah. because the people that was live asked a, a question that they had as well. Mm -hmm. Now it's worth that $67, $97, yeah. $47, whatever yeah. the case may be. And there are people who are not visual learners. They like to read. So, okay, instead of you trying to think about a new book, a new this, a new that. No, let's work on what you got right now. Let's squeeze all the juice out of this orange that you got right now. Now I'm going to turn that individual class into a book, an ebook. Now with this ebook, you can send it directly to their email. You can send it directly to their phone, however you want to do it. And there's no uh, 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 expenses on your yeah. end because it's a digital product. Yeah. That's just some ways I want to give y'all some game on this because, yeah, we're talking about being a doctor, but we also want you guys to express your skills as yeah. well put your knowledge out there as well and benefit. Well, so. that's well, that's the value of repurposing because yeah. like when I wrote We Are Sick Surviving Financial Cancer, bro, it took me forever to sit down and continue to type. Yeah. And that book, you know, it's thin and it took me like a year to write this thin old book. But with Private Bank and Blueprint, I taught it, it was like six weeks and then uh, um, uh, God bless Connie, the rest of her soul, but Connie did the transcriptions and, and 45 days later, we had a textbook. And I think that people overthink repurposing. Mm -hmm. Like when you do your podcast or you go live and you do a live and people say that it was valuable, you can literally turn a three, four minute video into a blog. Yeah. 
and you can transcribe that three four minute video that people got a lot of traction you can put that on your site as a blog yep. and do a written format of what you said or if you have an hour ig live uh or you do a podcast show then you can turn that show like you said and let that be your tripwire of a free ebook that you give before you actually sell a course so if i if we were just talking about product creation you and i were talking about this we could take this right here we can transcribe it put it in an ebook Tell people that to uh, uh, that they can get this book for free. We can literally get their name, their number, all their information because we gave them free content for free. Then we collected that data. Then we can resell them if we came out with a product development course. And it's literally just from giving another version of free what we're doing now just in another way so we can collect data. So when people think about, you know, um, getting their information out, I think the biggest thing to understand is that there everything that you do there's always a return for it. But if you only think, damn, I'm doing it for free, I'm not getting no bread for it, you don't really realize the law of the big mo. And the big mo is momentum. You gotta do something in a specific way, in a consistent effort over the same period of time with the same exact standard. And then what happens is you get that momentum and then you end up getting paid for all the times you thought you didn't get paid and it happens overnight. Mm -hmm. So when I did my first $100,000 month, that was paying me for all of the months when I was only making $1,000, but I was out there every day paving, all of a sudden your momentum catches you up. And when it catches up with you, you're like, dang, it feels like it happened overnight. But God is just repaying you for the work that you put in before. I like to consider that like an invoice to God. I'm going to do the work first and I'm going to invoice God for him to pay me later. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's called accounts, pay, uh, accounts payable. Mm. When, you, when you have your invoice go out, it's supposed to be paid. A guy receives it. It's called account receivable. Now, God has to literally pay the account. And so when I'm looking at that, I, I know God got good credit. I know God ain't never not paid his bill. So if I keep doing what I'm doing, I keep sending an invoice to God. Eventually, God is going to have to pay me. That's the same thing that happened with you. You became a millionaire in 14 months. But it's not because all of a sudden you became a millionaire, brother Ben. It's because you had nine years prior to where you put in the work on a God level standard with a certain consistent effort and God is just paying the bill back to you from that long ago. You do a million dollars divided by 10 years, that's a hundred thousand a year. But since you got started, when you think about it in that concept, you begin to say, dang, if I just, if I just think about what I do, if it's really my God given gift and my talent and my dream and all that stuff that comes with it, if this is my purpose of my life, then I'm not doing it for free. If I believe and how in God, the way I say I do, I, t I say all the time, Brother Ben, faith, the definition for faith, this is what God registered in my heart, and I've been living with it ever since. The definition for faith is to believe it's already there and to work as if it's already done. If I believe God is going to give me financial independence, if I believe God is going to give me financial freedom, if I believe God is going to give me overflow past my imagination, I have to work as if it's already there. I have to work. I have to. It's already done. But now I got to work as if it's already there, because when I get to wherever there is, God is going to pay me back for everything that I didn't have prior to. Mm. And it's going to feel like an overnight success story, but it's God just paying his bill. Yep. And before we get to our next section, I want to give you this, this, this last piece for the brothers out there. I know brothers, we want to put our songs on iTunes. You can even do this. You got your class that you didn't talk. Or your podcast where you're teaching going in, hot fire, you're giving up the game. All now you do, you get with a producer, put the beat under what you're saying, have him do a little effects on your voice, and now you got an album out. 
Look at E.T. E.T. got an album out on iTunes that you can literally go download. It ain't him rapping. It ain't him flowing if he can't flow. But he's taking what he has been given because you like to hear the message. But there's a, 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 a section of people, a demographic, that may like to hear the message with a beat under it. Yeah. You know, have it to where his voice is, you know, flowing on the beat. And then there you go, another product. So there are people who probably got not only the, the, the course, not only was there at the lecture, not only rebought the lecture, then they uh, bought the ebook, then they'll be willing to literally buy the music while they're driving in the car, bumping their heads to the same thing that they just heard. And I can guarantee you, if you got a, a, a certain quote that you always say, uh, for example, let's say Jake always says, uh, you can buy wealth instead of build wealth. Now, he said that in the course that you bought. He said that in the ebook that you bought. And I guarantee you somebody's willing to buy a T-shirt or a hoodie with that same slogan on it. So all I'm trying to tell y'all is squeeze the lemon That's good. out that lemon. Squeeze the juice out of that, uh, that, that orange, man. And you'll probably see that you got multiple streams of income that you're sitting on. You trying to go find different jobs. You trying to go do what your cousin doing. You trying to go do what your brother doing because you see them making money. But they're making money doing what I'm telling you. You ain't squeezing your gift out. Mm. They done squoze, they squeeze their gift out. So with out. That, yeah, we done squoze it out. But with that being said, we're about to go to commercial. I'll see you guys in just a minute. We'll be right back. Peace. Uh, well, I'm glad I don't have to do stuff like that no more. That's the type of job I used to have. Working with machines, working with physical labor. Now I make money off using my mind. You ever thought about AT&T, your insurance bill and your light bill? You pay that bill on a monthly basis. So yeah, your light bill may be $60 or $90, $100, whatever the case may be. But imagine that same company is getting paid off for hundreds of thousands of people. If you had a product for $50 and you sold it to a thousand people every month for $50, that's $50,000 a month. I want to help you all develop different products, different services to make money anywhere online as long as you got Signal and Wi-Fi. If you click the link below, I've developed an ebook. It's called 50 Ways to Make Money Online. I want to help you out. See you on the other side. Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome back to the show. This is ABS Brothers. This is Dr. J. Taylor Jacobs. And listen, that last piece, that segment, I think was very important because we talked about me get becoming a doctor and all that other stuff. But we also gave you some some insight on how to squeeze the uh, squoze, the the juice <laughs> out of your fruit, uh, out of your gifts so that you can make sure that you're getting everything that you can imagine out of this life by just doing what God tells you to do. And in this next segment, we're really going to be talking about how to build a team, how to start with just you by yourself and how to be able to progressively grow and find valuable players that can help you play this game called life. And that's what we really want to talk about now. And the question I actually have for you right now, Brother Ben, is talk about um, how long you're working with your uh, by yourself uh, in your business, in your gift, and uh, some of the difficulties that you had in 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 um, uh, trusting other people in in building out, you know, the media team. Um, for me, uh, I have been working for myself uh, for ten years prior. Uh, I'm talking about from watching the entire video, editing the entire video, uploading the entire video, uh, rendering, downloading everything I had to do myself. Um, and and it it was a it was difficult at first because you're doing everything, but honestly, it became second nature to where it felt like it wasn't work anymore. Um, and so because I was doing everything by myself. 
I think the difference is now what makes it just a little hard, but it's getting easier, is that I'm 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 spontaneous with my content. So a lot of a lot of people see me post a lot, you know, maybe sometimes ten times a day, maybe six times a day. Oftentimes I don't necessarily plan to post six or ten times a day, but I'm inspired by something that I saw, and I think about man, this could be helpful helpful for the people, and I'd be like, I ain't trying to wait till tomorrow to post that. I ain't trying to wait until tomorrow to maybe impact them. So I'm used to being able, when I see something, I edit it and I get it right out. I was at the studio with D the other day, well, yesterday, and I was showing him how fast I, I make these videos. So I'm doing the side-by-side videos. I got somebody talking, then I'm talking. I already got the words on there. And I was showing him how I done knocked out two videos already in about 20 minutes, like literally. And, uh, you know, he was saying, yeah, that's because, you know, you, you created the content. You know, we got to go watch the content. Then I was like, yeah. Or sometimes I would literally skip through a lecture or skip through a podcast and I'm listening for a point. Boom, boom, boom. I'm listening for the point and then I can knock that thing out and still have it edited very fast. And so with me doing everything myself at, at a really a God level, uh, so fast, so so quick. I mean, some of your top people have DM me. I won't name any names, but some of y'all top people have DM me like, man, how you create so much content? How are you doing this all by yourself? Man, how, man, how is this even possible? And it's because that's what I did all high school, man, creating skits. Basket, I, I did my own basketball highlights. Uh, I was doing highlights for my teammates, everything. And so for me, man, uh, 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 once we finally got a team, the difficulty factor came into me allowing them to, um, man, it, it, it came from me allowing them to grow into the speed that I have, mm. you know, allowing them to grow into the effects that they had, the graphics that they saw, the the production that they saw, and me being able to, you know, I had to, you know, give, give uh, you know, guidance here and there. But the hardest part was just me letting everything go and knowing that something is going to be uploaded. And then really the hardest part for me was when something is not done, reverting back to I'll do it. Because I was uh, uh, doing everything myself for so long, Whenever a, a slight something happens, you know, on the media team, um, I have to really practice patience because my mind says, you know, there's a quote that says, if you want to get something done, do it yourself. And I kind of was living living <laughs> that, for you know, in the beginning, like, well, I just edited myself. And Sean, really, I really appreciate Sean because Ron, Sean really, you know, harped on, no, nah, bro, we'll do it. You know, respectfully, bro, like, you, you paying us to do this, let us do our job. And I'm like, well... Just make sure you do your job. Or I'm going to edit these videos. So I think that's the hardest part for me, man, just being able to delegate after so many years uh, um, because I'm used to stuff getting done at that particular time. And now that we got a media team who works certain hours, I can't expect them to do it at 2 o'clock while I'm up. I'm up. They may not be up. Um, and it's not fair for me to expect something from them at 2 o'clock or 12 o'clock. But for me, I know I would do it. So that's kind of the balance that I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, for me, when it came to building a team, I wouldn't say that it was hard for me because I think that that's one of my, you know, some people get, you got your gift. Everybody mm -hmm. is one gift. And, you know, I don't believe in multiple gifts because in the word of God, it don't say gifts. It says gift, a singular. But I think that God couples your gift with talents. And one of my talents just naturally is building a team. But I actually, I was exposed to team building early in my entrepreneurial uh, journey as an adult. Uh, brother Ben, because um, I was introduced to network marketing through insurance. It was insurance 
Um, and my mentor is the one who actually taught me the analogy that I still use is that God works through people to get a job done. And when he showed me that, what he did, Brother Ben, was he was like, name a time that you ever seen God in the flesh. Like, like, like the God that everybody talks about. Name one time you saw him come down and be like, oh, here's your life. And, you know, never. But anytime you have an inkling, anytime your heart desires, God sends somebody to fulfill what your heart's desire is. And what he did was he was in front of the room, Brother Ben, and he was like, I'm going to show y'all how God moves. And he sat in a chair. He said, man, I really want a pen. There was a pen on the back table. He said, Jen, go get that pen. She went and got the pen. Jen, give the pen to Jake. He gave the pen to me. Jake, get a pen, get a pen to TJ, which is son. I gave a pen to TJ. TJ, give the pen to Tasha. Gave a pen to Tasha. Tasha, get a pen to whoever, whoever, whoever. And the pen ended up back in his hand. And he had the pen. He had his hand like this. When he first started, he had his hand like this. He said, hey, get that pen. Before you knew it, that pen reached his hand and he didn't move. He said, if you can understand how business is supposed to operate, you'll understand who God is. And it blew it, bro. It blew me away, bro, because he was like, all I had to do was think and speak. And, and that pen came to my hand with no exerted effort. He said, but if you could, if you go out there to build a business on your own, you're going to find yourself struggling to get that pen when I, all I had to do was call it out. And in that moment, he taught me that like my first week of being with him. And so I've always been on how can I how can I build a team? How can we split the bread? How can we form, you know, thinking bigger, thinking larger? If I if I do this. And so what I did, my brother Ben, because a lot of people, you know, it takes them a longer time to accept that in the insurance and financial world. If you close a policy, you make a lot of money. But I realized that when I go on an appointment, I'm on an appointment for two hours. Right. I can make fifteen hundred. I can make nine hundred to fifteen hundred dollars in two hours on an appointment on average. Right. But that two hours, it took me 30 minutes or an hour, depending on traffic to get there. So I can lose four hours just to make this fifteen hundred dollars. And I'm thinking like, dang, how can I be in eight houses at the same time? Like that's that's expanding. How can I be in eight houses at the same time? And um, and it, it brought me back to when I used to sell a candy in high school. When I was selling candy in high school, Brother Ben, I had one bag. My papa gave me $150 in a, in a, in a candy bag. And um, at Cedar Hill, uh, uh, Space was at Cedar Hill with me, I think, junior and senior year. It was junior and senior year. Just senior year, uh, the last year. Uh, it was Scooter Buddha that was there for a minute. Um, but uh, $150 a bag of candy. And most people don't know that a lot of people was moving my weight, <laughs> but they didn't know. So I had a $150 candy bag, and I realized that I can only honestly sell during, um, during um, uh, uh, recess, not recess, uh, when you get, when the class, we got that five minutes between class, what's uh, that called? Uh, yeah, in between class. Okay, so when class is over, you got five minutes. We had seven periods. It was seven passing period. Yeah, passing period. We had five minute passing period. The teachers told us that we cannot sell candy, do nothing inside the class, or they gonna confiscate it. And people used to come with these big old duffel bags, so you knew what they was moving. So I knew that if I stayed with a small bag, I played basketball, so they could never know if it was actually basketball stuff in there or if it was a candy bag. So I knew I couldn't get a bigger bag than this hundred fifty dollar bag that I had with candy and stuff in it. 
So I said, okay, I'm only I'm gonna play by the rules. I'm only gonna sell during the passing periods. Well, the passing periods only five minute passing periods, and you got to get in. In our school, it was everything was a square, and you couldn't go against the square. So you had to go if your class was right here, and your other class was right here. You had to go all the way around in the square to get back here because they wanted the flow of traffic to go a certain way. So I knew in this five minutes, I really had three and a half minutes to move as much weight as I could. So we walking, we said, what you need, what you need, what you need. You get to a security guard, you put your stuff up and you keep moving away. And so I said, dang, there's seven periods. There's five minutes a period. I'm really only getting three minutes per, uh, per period. So three times seven is what? 21 minutes. Dang, I may, I'm making $300 in 21 minutes. I wonder if I can get 10 people to help me sell this candy I can event, I can potentially make $3,000 in the same 21. And so, I mean, long story short, I was paying my mom and my daddy mortgage in high school. Um, and we ended up being in a couple of different high schools. And I was netting, profiting four or $5,000 a month. And I wasn't selling candy no more. My bag was only for security guards. And so what happened is we, we used to have an assistant principal named Miss Davis. She used to be on the second floor. Uh, and Miss Davis used to confiscate my competitor's candy for me. So she would always say, uh, uh, Mr. Jacobs, report to my office. So everybody used to always think I was in trouble, but I wasn't in trouble. She would show me, like, look how much candy we got. <laughs> so it would be boxes and boxes of candy. So what I used to do, I used to take those boxes of candy, and I, everybody helped me sold. I would go and dump all the candy in there and say, fire, sell it all. Do whatever you want with it. So it was like a bonus. And so nobody really stole candy from me, and nobody really knew it was a lot of my candy that was being sold in high school. And Miss Davis had to shut me down because people stopped going to the snack line uh, 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 in the cafeteria because I was competing with the big dogs. <laughs> so, and so um, I experienced that. And so when you experience that, then you go to a previous experience. Then when I was, I used to uh, sweep hair uh, in my in my stepdad's shop. I'm like, dang. Um, if I'm sweeping hair in my stepdad's shop and I was making $25 a chair in a day, they had eight chairs. So I don't know what eight times 25 is, but let me see. At the time it was my stepdad. Let's do the math. And I'm just, all I'm doing is showing, huh? Yeah. $200. So I was making two. Y'all don't be in the comments. I'm like, oh, he can't do math. <laughs> so, 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 uh, $200. I was making $200 a day during the summer, $200 a day during the summer. And what I did was I said, okay, $200 a day times. Uh, 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 times five, he had me working six days a week. So $200 a day times six days a week times six days, dang, $200 times six days a week. I was making $1,200 a week sweeping hair in a barbershop. So when people say that there's no opportunity anywhere, they lying, bro. Tw uh, uh, I mean, $1,200 a week times four, I was making $4,800 a month sweeping hair, bro. And I was there with them two and a half months. So two months, I was making $9,600 every summer sweeping hair. And so when my stepdad opened up uh, the uh, the snow cone shack right off Beltline, it's called it was called Freeloaders uh, Snow Shack, um, and because he had the shack, which is Freeloaders the shack, where he cut a hair right next door, right off Beltline, you know, um, in Desoto, you got Beltline, you got thirty five. Mm -hmm. There's a barber shop right in the middle of um, uh, between um, between Polk. It's Polk, and then there's thirty five. And then belt lines in between. He's that barbershop right there. Bro, <clears throat> my stepdad said, okay, boom. Uh, I want you to go work in a snow cone shack. And I'm looking like, okay, I'm making $1,400 a week. Like, I ain't nothing you can pay me in a snow cone shack. Because he talking about, listen, I'll pay you $7 an hour. Well, I did the math. <laughs> 
it don't add up. Like I'll keep sweeping hair because I ain't got to be on my feet the whole time. I can every couple of haircuts I go and sweep boom boom. And so then he taught me the tip game. The tip game is key because that taught me customer service. When you remember people's when you remember people's uh, orders and when you see their car come up and you already have their order ready, the average person will give you anywhere from a five to twenty dollar tip depending on their mood. If they came and I can make them smile, they always gave me ten dollars. So what I would do, I would take the money that he was going to pay me um, for the day. So seven times, y'all do the math. What's seven times eight? Fifty-six. So fifty-six. That's fifty-six dollars a day. I'm making two hundred dollars a day sweeping hair, but you want me to go make fifty-six dollars a day in this snow cone shack? So I would take the fifty-six dollars out the drawer, out the cash register, and I write down fifty-six dollars, and I'll put that in my tip drawer. This is when I understood the importance that people move when they see other people doing stuff. I had $56 in a tip drawer, and I used to wait an hour till we after we opened. $56 in a tip drawer. What are people going to do when they see all that money in that tip drawer? Tip. <laughs> they going to tip. And I put 20s and 10s and 5s in there. So they like, hey, just keep it, just keep it. So then you do that. So we got that going. I'm like, okay, boom. Bro, I got back, bro. I got back to... Not just doing it. My mom can tell you this, bro. I was making like $400, anywhere from two to $400 a day just on tips. So I said, okay, cool. I can stop cutting hair. I can stop sweeping hair now. But then I understood the importance of building a team. So I told my mom, I said, listen, I think I need about two or more people in here. She said, we can't afford that. I said, I'll, I'll split my tips because I needed, I needed a line that was just for the fast lane. The fast lane was not a part of his compensation plan. Fast lane was my compensation plan. Fast lane said, when I see your car, your snow cones will already be at the door by the time you walk up. And you got you to gotta give a $20 tip every time to do it. Bro, I was cleaning up. And I wasn't the one that was doing it anymore. I wasn't doing the snow cones anymore. I was just facilitating. And I, that, I learned the importance of a team. So then when I start selling candy, it's just what I learned in the snow cone shop. So then when I got into entrepreneurial world doing insurance, I didn't want to do it myself. I said, how can I be in eight houses at the same time? So what I did was uh, everybody in my agency, in the firm that I work with, it was hard for them, Brother Ben. It was hard for them to get clients. It was easy for me. I wasn't scared to talk to people. And I know everybody didn't have the gift of gab. So what I would do, I would go set the appointments and get the clients and tell them split me 50-50. So everybody was eating, but I was eating eight times at the same time. Mm. So I went from making fifteen hundred dollars, twelve to fifteen hundred dollars, to six hundred to seven us uh, uh, from twelve to fifteen hundred dollars to uh, six hundred to eight hundred dollars uh, in appointment because I split fifty fifty. But I'm doing that in eight houses at the same time. But it's beauty in a team. And then you realize, wait a minute, you ain't doing no appointments, but I'm making more money, bro. I was number one in the state of Texas, number five in the country in that firm. And I never wrote policies. <laughs> wow. And so when it came to building a team, I realized the importance of everybody eat good and you build the right infrastructure. Now it takes forever to find the right team. But when you got the right team with, with that don't have that much ego, everybody can eat and you can still find yourself being able to participate in the stuff that you love without having to do it. So when I saw you, I'm like, dang, this brother's really gifted. This brother cold. But the problem that was, I'm like, man, he doing everything by himself. And there's no way that you can scale that. You can't grow that because it'll only be based on what you can do. So if you were ever overloaded, there's no way that we can be able to still continue to grow. If you ever were to say, boom, I can't do it this week because I'm tired. You know, Tay won't, you know, we want to go vacation. I'm like, yo, what the hell? And so my biggest thing to show you was if we can stretch and scale you, 
we can actually grow further because now you can think of the next creative things to keep us ahead of the game and marketing and things of that nature. So it's very exciting, bro, to see you be able to start to embrace that because when we first got together, you hear, you hear me start to say, that's not my what? Department. That's not my department. And the reason why I said that because I wanted to train everybody on the team to start depending on each other to fulfill that obligation in that department. It's not always easy to take that L. But as somebody who's a team leader, you got to be willing to take that L with somebody not completing a task because that's what we call um, continued education. You're paying for their education to learn not to do that again. So, yeah, it cost me a thousand dollars, but I'd rather pay for that education so that we know not to do that again versus cripple them and always coming, you know, coming through to uh, figuring it out for them. One thing that I've learned uh, in leadership and allowing um a team is to be very clear and upfront with instructions can make it a lot easier because I ain't gonna lie, it feels great to be able to have um, the footage already chopped up, have videos already chopped up, have flyers already chopped up and I can just go post. Um, and what I even like about, you know, even the team is when I ask for something is when the team is so tapped into what's going on that when I asked for it, it's already right, They already got it. <laughs> so when I, you know, he used to hit dirt up and say, man, we need these chopped up. And he already sent a folder that he's already worked on. That's heaven for me. And if anybody knows me, know I hate paperwork. So especially having those assistants who can help out with paperwork and emails, it really frees up your time and allows me to really think, like Brother Jake said, about, um, you know, the creative things, you know, different ideas, different campaigns that's on my mind. It allows me to be able to be tapped in to the culture so I can tell Chris, hey, I just saw this, let's do a live on this. Hey, Jake and Chris, man, I think if we capitalize on this right here, man, that'd be cold. But if I was editing and, and, and trying to do all the videos, I wouldn't even have time to tap into the community and see what's going viral, what questions they asking to bring it back to the team to give us intel on what we need to create as master classes to get more people into the class. Um, and what I found is, what I've learned is, um, although, you know, the team doesn't always know what to make, but when you have a team, it makes it easier on them and me if I just think about it. See, I have more time to think about what I want made, and if I give them that, it can be given to me on time. So the time that, that's being freed up now allows me to think and plan so I can give them the plan so that they don't have to think, they can just make. So instead of me, what I'm learning is, instead of me just depending on them to think and edit, I'm putting them in a position that I was in where I had to think, I had to view, I had to watch, I had to create. What I'm finding is easier if I can come up with the idea, if I can come up with the structure and the blueprint, give them the blueprint and allow them to execute. And over time, they'll start to see, oh, this is what he likes. This is what he sees. Yeah. Then they can start to add in yeah. to the thoughts and the execution as well. So yeah. that's what I'm finding as I gain more time yeah. and I get more freedom. If I can kind of be the thinking part for them, and let them just execute. That's the that's the marriage that's that's working right now. And and I think that um, that gives you time because, I mean, I honestly believe without a shadow of doubt, you're the greatest organic uh, marketer of our generation. And, but if you're still in the weeds, you can't never become, you know, what everybody already recognized you as because you're still wanting to do the other stuff. Yeah. And it it actually cripples the organization. So I'm very very very, and I tell you this all the time. I'm proud of you. 
on the development and have you grown. But when it comes to what we got to understand with building a team, it takes 90 days for, for your team to get acclimated to you and your system. That doesn't mean in sync. Acclimation just means like comfortable, like, okay, this is where this is. This is kind of, but they're still tiptoeing. It takes 90 days to get acclimated. It takes a year to get in sync and it takes three years for them to become you. And so when people are building organizations, they, they, they pull the trigger too soon. Um, they cut people off too soon and you don't allow for that investment to kind of come back. And I actually got, um, that approach. I actually got that approach just by looking at like how seeds are planted, you know, things are watered. And then when you talk about greatness in sync, you got to look at these championship teams. It typically takes them six or seven years of being together before you actually begin to see them actually start getting in the bag. You know, like, you know, you got some that are maybe, if they're already great, they can come together. Maybe the second, third year, they kind of can kind of get in sync. But when you talk about like a, like a Golden State Warriors, it took time for them to kind of mesh. It took uh, Steph getting to the sixth, fifth, and fourth year, Draymond, Clay, and Steph, before they actually went on a run because it was only them. So they got to kind of really become each other, kind of like hooping. When you hoop with your friends for so long, you know, the first 90 days when you hoop and it's like, okay, I, I, I like where you play. Y'all hoop together every day for a year. You start becoming in sync. Y'all hoop together in high school or college for three years. And it's only been y'all. You you can look. You can be like, boom, that, that ball can go here. They can touch that thing. It, it can be crazy. So when you're building an organization, I encourage you, as you're still growing and developing as a leader, and I would encourage anybody out here to understand the moment that you bring someone new in your organization, it takes that person 90 days to get acclimated. But guess what? That also stops to start the clock over for everyone that just got in sync because now they got to get this new person acclimated, which is a new vibe, a new energy, which could throw off the road, you know, the clock on everything else happening, which is why it's very important. And I, and I, and I personally, and y'all are just kind of seeing a, a inside talk with me and my brother, but it'd be hard for me. And I'll be telling AJ, it'd be hard for me sometimes. Cause I be wanted to tell you, but there are things that you got to experience on your own that I'm willing for I'm willing to allow for us to take the bite on and take the hit on so that you can come into your own realization versus me always being like, I don't want to do that. Well, I wouldn't do it like the house. I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but but to see it, you got to understand that. Yes, somebody's talented. I can go get this free agent. But is this free agent good for what we got going right here? And if this free agent isn't good, I may have to go get two people who can make up for that one person, but they fit the culture better and it won't mess up the synchronicity that we have. So it takes 90 days for somebody to get acclimated. It takes a year for us to, for them to get in sync and then y'all become each other, you know, in about three years. And so when you understand how that function, how that works, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy what can happen inside of an organization. And it's crazy what, what can happen when people can kind of see you patient, but hold them to a certain standard of excellence that's required of that. So, And uh, before we go to commercial, about to go to commercial, uh, I want us to end off with two things that each of us is proud of when it comes to our media team. Okay. It's been a long journey. It's been a long uh, So I want us <laughs> to end off with two things we're proud of. And we'd like them to keep doing with our media team. And we'll be right back after this commercial. What are you doing at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at Top Golf? What you mean what I'm doing at 1 o'clock uh, in, in the afternoon at 1 o'clock? Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Brother Ben taught me skill sets that you can learn too as well on how to take what I've learned in all of my business experiences online. And I can just use it from my phone. Matter of fact, 
Um, I've created multiple seven-figure companies just from my phone alone because of what that brother showed. So show that brother right there. Now come back to me. That brother has literally showed me exactly how to take what I've learned in the offline world and how to take it online. But if you click the link below, you can learn the 50 ways that you can be able to make money so you can take advantage of the very same thing he taught me so you can take your life to the next level. So I'm going to get back to what I'm doing, making money online. And we are back, and we're going to end off with two things that me and Dr. Jake is proud of <clears throat> when it comes to our media team. I'll start with one, then I'll let you go. Okay. Um, One thing I am proud of, <clears throat> one thing I'm proud of is how they have been executing under pressure. Uh, and getting things turned in. And we, and we tough, too. Yeah, and in the beginning, you know, <laughs> when, when we was on them or, you know, personal issues would come up, you know, it, it would be MIA like, damn, do we have a media team? Like, where they at? <laughs> um, and what I found is, you know, although there are some frustrations, there are some disappointments, there are some, dang, bro, um, but they getting the job done. They, they, they getting it turned in and, and more consistent. And what I'm big on and what I really be watching for is not, I mean, the videos are live. I mean, the videos, the editing is getting great, but really the consistency. Because I was thinking last night, you know, there's a lot of people that are talented. There's a lot of people that are skilled, but there's not a lot of people who's consistent. Um, yeah, you can be, and I, and I came from the basketball world, you know, you don't really want a streaky person on your team. I mean, they, they can come through sometime if he hot, but majority of the time he can't be consistent with it. And you need people who can be consistent on your team that you can depend on all throughout the game or all throughout the season. So um, to see them being more consistent and turning in and then they're using Airtable and, you know, they, 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 they checking in with Sean and Sean can see what everybody got going on. And if they are behind and Sean get on them, it's not a Sean away. It's a, all right, bro, I'm going to get on it. Come on with it. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's starting to be turned in more consistently. Yeah. So that's the first thing I'm – I'm uh, very proud of. And for me, um, I'm I'm most proud of our team um, when it comes to the media squad with how they they are beginning to really rock with each other. Like 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 when you got a team that really look at each other like family, and you love somebody enough to challenge them, um, that's when you know you got you got you something. And I'm most proud of our team because, you know, in building ABS, well, starting ABS because you and I have built it. And starting ABS, uh, I always dreamed of building my dream family because my, my family wasn't, they weren't together yet. They was tripping. They coming around now. But I wanted to, I wanted to build my dream family. And I built, um, originally when it was just me, I was building this. And then when you came along, you, of course, you're my brother. And you had the same mind. Like, you was like, yo, like, I want to build something. Like, I don't want to feel. Remember the times when we were hire people and we just didn't even feel like coming to the office. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Because I don't, don't want to even deal with that energy. I just appreciate how um, uh, they're, they are starting to get the same love for each other like I have for you. You see what I'm talking about? And I'm seeing that. And they're beginning to see and understand how important it is for the world to see that and picking the right moments and the right times. And they're beginning to understand us because we're all kind of becoming in sync. And that's what I'm most proud about right now. 
frustrating still at times because our standards are crazy. Yeah. But I, I, I do enjoy us seeing that. Um, and, and what I'm liking as well is the second thing for me has to be them understanding their 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 role in it. You know, it's it's still happening. You know, it's it's a lot of work that still needs to be done. But I think they're starting to find out how to truly work as a team. Like, I bounced this off of you with the graphics. I bounced this off of you. And then I know they got their own chat now where they're starting to communicate, you know, outside of, you know, us just giving orders. Like, they can come together and kind of jail. So I, I, I like how they're starting to find their own and really understand what their role is versus just everybody edit or yeah. everybody do this. Yeah. No, like, we know. They're starting to figure out I can go to this yeah. person for this and I can bounce this idea off of you. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they can start to uh, you know, get on each other. I've been at the office sometimes when <clears throat> you know, Marquia be in the office. You finna start crying. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marquia be in the office and she'll see something and she'll FaceTime Amir. Hey Amir, come on, man. You know, da, da, da. and then he'll go ahead and fix it. So the camaraderie kind of, you know, veggie backing off what you're saying, how they're starting to come together, but really how they're starting to delegate. Like when I asked Marquis for something, she says, oh, my junior, edit, my junior editor can knock that out. So I'm starting to see them, you know, notice the delegation and why that's needed and everybody playing their role within being in the ABS media team. And I honestly think, well, I'm going to just say half too. This is half of my second one. Them really sacrificing and coming to the office Tuesday through Thursday as well. Because I think this is helping. You know, they may not, you know, like doing it all the time. But I really think it's helping and it's really building the relationship that he was talking about. Because, you know, for those who don't know, we have our media team come to the office Tuesdays through Thursdays. They got a whole media center. Yeah, not just so that they can just work, but we want them to kind of be around each other. You yeah. know, I know it's some, you know, back and forth sometime. You know, naturally with your own biological brothers and sisters, y'all going to yeah. be beefing sometime. And sometimes it's a silent beef. Hell, me and Brother Jay used to beef every day. Every day. Every single day. Come in, don't we talk still to each other. Beef sometimes. Be mad in a mug and then the next day, because we love eat. each other and we have the same, <laughs> you know, mission, we get it back together. So to see them, you know, I come to the office and I know this is sometime, but to see them starting to jail and understand it and get it, and, 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 and when they even don't want to come to the office, is amazing, you know, to see D the other day, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I was making fun of him in the, in the chat, but, you know, we got to be at the office at 10, and one of the reasons that we allow, you know, us to miss is, you know, emergencies, your car problem. He said he was going to leave the house at 9.30 to go get an oil change, and he already stayed 30 minutes away. So I was actually going to reward him if he would have made it before 10. I noticed he didn't make it at 10, but he was trying to get there. Um, He ended up leaving early, earlier than 9.30, got the oil change, and was on his way to the office before 10. So I was proud that he was able to sacrifice and understand that, hey, this is a good solution that was given. Let me buckle down. I probably probably was lazy this morning, but let me go ahead and get to it and get there. So to see them starting to sacrifice and understand and and, 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 and do things that's best for the company but, but not, may not be best for their desires is something I'm proud of as well. Yeah, bro, I think it – oh, yes, yeah. So, so mine – my last one is I don't know if I have a half yet. My last one is how they're how they're getting better and starting to become appreciative of positive critique. Yeah. Um, I think when you work by yourself, you your only critique. And so you just kinda doing whatever. So when you have your you have brothers that are like, No, that ain't right. That ain't right. I don't like that. And you like, Man, I, I gave this all. Yeah. I, and I'm like, You ain't get it your all. This trash. Yeah. 
like but but them them seeing our heart in the critique versus like what's being said that hurt their feelings and starting to see them embrace the person who does it the best is probably seven um everybody else is you know everybody else has their grade but seven really be like okay bro like so tell me <laughs> what are the changes like yeah. I, and it, it messed me up when he joined the team i'm like I ain't never met nobody positive about critique. Like, man, keep. He said, "Man, tell me." I <laughs> one time I didn't tell him. You need to tell me so I can get better. I'm like, okay. Uh, well, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Thank you. Now give me a hug. I'm like, okay. Um, but 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 I I I like to credit seven because seven really can. You you have impact players. Like everybody got a role, but seven has really been an impact player for our media team because he came in with no ego, no pride, just wanting to be a part of the team and get better, bro. And it forces everybody to like, yo, either we gonna do this or not. And Seven really be like low key, like there to help kind of check. Like, nah, bro, nah, we, this, you know this wrong. And this is kind of crazy that Marquis came in as a freaking militant. <laughs> And then Amir is so laid back. All of their personalities are so different, but it all meshes because when I look at all of their personalities, they're really like all personalities that you have inside of you, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> like, you know, let them know that he's psycho. I used to joke all the time and say, Brother Ben needs at least three or four people just to replace him. But clearly, you need 11. <laughs> <laughs> because each of them have a piece of you. You know, because I've seen when you get upset and you you voice what needs to be said and you kind of do whatever. People people see Brother Ben as quiet and don't say a lot. But Brother Ben, when he, you know, when he mad, he upset. Brother Ben getting somebody back. And so kind of seeing all of them, I'm really seeing like fragmented and pieces of you. So it's pretty cool. And I'm really enjoying the growth of the media team because the media team is the heartbeat of our of our education tech company. Without the media team, we don't have a company because the entire world sees us through them. And last question, who have you seen the most, or who would you like to point out has, that you've seen the most improvement in? And I would like to say, uh, point out. You How know, you gonna ask and then say it first? Uh, well, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because you might see it. <laughs> uh, D, you know, D came on uh, the ABS media team and, you know, he was he was in it, man. I can edit, I can vlog, and man, the first time. Because this is second life around. Yeah, this is second time <laughs> around. His his first vlog was quick. I mean, man. Boy, we was, was like, like we got us man, one. Man, I was like, man, we finally <laughs> got one who can edit right. That thing man, was it, like it, zoom, it sent, zoom. It sent in less than 24 hours. But what always happens is it's, that's how I start. <laughs> But then when you see how much content we got, we were like, God, God dang. dang. So and I'm was on the phone about, with him like, bro, Jake, he the one. He said, man, and he was so bright. I said, man, we can pay, you know, this this amount. Man, for real? Man, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Man, I'm I'm in. And then when he got behind the scenes and saw all the content, you know, he kind of, he did. He couldn't last in the beginning. You know, he wanted to do his own thing, which is acceptable. I mean, I get it. He was an entrepreneur like myself. And for years. Doing everything by yeah. yourself, building your own brand. So he kind of didn't last. The beginning but now coming back you know one thing that he expressed even in the beginning was you know i don't i'm not around a lot of people and you know i don't like being around a lot of people i edit alone and that's not how our media team is and that's not how we want them to be so we had to kind of get out of his shell and 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 start to come to the office start to communicate so he's used to 
coming to get the footage and then he goes home real quick and get back into his little cocoon. But now he's coming out now, you know, he's a lot music. Yeah. I mean, he done made a song, you know, I, I done seen him talking to brother Ken, sister Marquis and him is creating a relationship to where they helping each other. She, I remember the other day we was working on that trailer. He done did about two to three, two or three trailers. And I, I can see it in his face cause I'm an editor. In his head, he was tired of making them <laughs> trailers. Man, I don't already edit. I gotta add this again. He don't like this, and I can tell him he get jittery when he just yeah, when he, he ain't got yeah, no faith. I, I just gotta get out. I, gotta, <laughs> I remember I was coming in. I said, "You got the trailer down." He was walking outside. Yeah, yeah, Marky. <laughs> so to see him starting to get comfortable being at the office, and he done rearranged some stuff at the office to get comfortable, and to see where he is now is like a big. It's a big improvement. Bro. <laughs> bro, you got him down to the bro, t- That's how I know that's your guy, brother. Bro, that's you exactly got how he did it to you. Marky, Marky, say. Say, man, I'm just coming to get the. Y'all good? I'm just coming to get the film. I'm getting up out of here. I'm like, uh, my most improved goes to actually Amir because Mogul, I didn't know, I didn't know what Mogul was, bro. And AJ should say all the time, what does Amir do? I said, I don't know. We just pay him. <laughs> At the, you know, we went from not paying them, and I started giving like a thousand dollars a month, like something like that. I just, I said I don't know. I just I, I I don't know what he do, but he has such an infectious spirit that you just like. I just like him around right now, and and I I I, I appreciate Marquis because Marquis didn't put her her foot up his butt, <laughs> and so like he, a mogul needed Marquis, but seeing his growth because you remember, bro. When he he the one who told me to go meet you. So when you and I got together and we really start building, he got jealous. <laughs> you remember that? He was like, I, this graphic is fire. And me and you looking at each other. I'm like, I don't know nothing about graphics, <laughs> but that is trash. <laughs> it's the colors, man. It's the colors. And I'm like, yo, I understand the colors, but that is trash, yeah. fam. And then, you know, he just doing, <laughs> I'm just like, yo. And then when he'll take pictures, you know, we know what other type of pictures he take. Oh, he he can, he can bring the bubbles out the yeah. skin and smooth it can smooth it out. With us, it was a. <laughs> I'm just like yo, whatever. And so I'm trying to put Mogul in all these places because he's a great, actually, he's a great communicator and a salesperson, but salesman. But I'm trying to do all this stuff, and then Mogul just moguling. He ain't he wasn't Mogul yet. He was Curry. He was just currying. And then just to see how he's been, bro, he's been crazy with these quotes and with this stuff, and he's getting better. His graphics are getting crazy. And I appreciate Marquis for because everybody needs an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And Amir has never Amir has never been somebody who was against being being checked. And he will always take it in stride and he'll fix it. But Marquis was able to help kind of help his skill sets kind of grow. And I'm enjoying to see that. So he get my MIP, but I think him and D can share that co uh, a most most improved player award because that was beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and what we're gonna start off with on our next episode, I want you to go into how Moses uh w- w- was teaching to build out a team. A uh, Jethro uh, taught Moses. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, he was teaching Moses how to actually build out a team. Got it. What to look for. So next episode, we're gonna go into the the biblical principles on how Moses was taught how to build out a team, which I believe will be helpful for all of us who's building out an organization, a business, or anything else. My name is Brother Ben X. And I'm Dr. Jake Taylor Jacobs. And this is ABS Brother. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Are you somebody who wants to do for self, start your own business online, and you just, you need an accountability partner? 
you want to be a part of a private group so when you get a little down you can see other people and they can help you come back up are you looking for a weekly coaching where we bring in not only other special guests who are six figure and seven figure earners but we teach you on a weekly basis every tuesday and thursday at 7 p.m inside of the abs trial we're giving you business game life game and we're holding each other accountable many courses and programs out there you just get the program and you all by yourself but what i found especially in our community we need like a community we need people who we can communicate with we need people who we can talk to in the inbox and that's what the abs tribe is all about so if you want to check out the abs tribe go to the abs tribe.com it's only 50 dollars a month one dollar and 60 per uh, 60 cents per day literally a dollar and 60 cents per day go to the abs tribe.com if you guys want our uh, our weekly coaching it's off the chain it's lit and most importantly it's blacktastic <laughs> <laughs>